Hello, Apprenticeship Diary listeners. This is Giving Thanks, uh, a message from your hosts, updates, all good things. Uh, I'm really excited to, uh, to get into this. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. So I wanted to meet with you guys after Thanksgiving. Uh, I've had a really great couple of days and I also have updates because the last time I did a stream of consciousness, it had such good, um, good feedback from the listeners, people that regularly, uh, check in to the podcast. I heard from a lot of people. I also heard from new people. And uh, I just have a lot to be thankful for. And I also wanted to share with you guys what my church experience has been like. Uh, I know there's some people waiting to hear about that. And it's been pretty awesome already. And I've only been three times now since I, since I told you guys I was going to go. Before I do that, I really want to thank Nathan Reardon for his... His episode, I think it was very perfectly placed. It's really cool how that happens with the podcast so far. I feel like I try to be pretty just random with this. Like I, I, I post things as I, as they come and it's just so amazing how things get perfectly placed, but he was right before Thanksgiving, right after Veterans Day. He's been a frontliner you know, in, in a lot of respects, his whole life. And he's really trying to get into tattooing. And I, I wish that, uh, the audio that I, I provided all of you to listen to. And I, I had for him was a little bit better, but you know, I I think we work with what we can and I'm, I'm just so thankful for his, uh, diary entry as I am anybody who's submitted to the podcast, but I I really want to thank Nathan, um, He's, he's, he's pretty cool, man. Like I, I, I wish him a lot and I hope he goes pretty far and he was really cool. He was, he was one of my diary, uh, entries that actually contacted me on Thanksgiving and wished me a happy Thanksgiving. So it was pretty cool. Uh, so thank you, Nathan. That was, that was awesome of you. And he was a really cool, uh, person to have on the podcast before I went into Thanksgiving because uh, my friend Nicole, who I mentioned on his podcast, I actually met with and tattooed her uh, and her soon-to-be husband. I mean, soon-to-be within the year, next year, uh, they'll be married. And um, I tattooed them both, and it was it was a really nice way to, you know, walk into that because I feel like Nathan gave me a lot of perspectives, even still, that I didn't have. Or if I did have, I, I didn't really go deep into the gravity of it. Um, so I'm thankful for that. He, he, you know, furthered my, my feelings for, you know, experiences during COVID with other professions that I, you know, I, 
I wouldn't have unless I hear from people like him, like my friend Nicole, and I'm, I'm just so thankful for both of them. And uh, yeah, so I, I guess, let me think. The first thing that I want to say is in general, I'm very thankful for this podcast. Uh, you all have been so amazing to me, and this has been such a such a cool thing. It's evolved into so many things that I didn't think it would be. And I know it's going to yield so many things to come that are going to be really, really cool. I mean, it's already super cool, but it's been cathartic for me. It's been growth provoking. It's, it's really helped me expand who I am. I've learned so much. Uh, And all of you have every person who's yielded an entry, anybody who's contacted me, even if you haven't you know, given an entry, if you've just given me a kind word, even, even the one person, there was a girl, Michelle, who I really, really, I think let down during COVID because I was anti-mask for, for, for kids. That was my stance. And I was about championing a friend of mine, EJ, who, uh, was also very passionate about kids not being masked for schools that they needed to breathe openly. You know, I, I really let Michelle down. She's not a follower anymore. She was highly upset with me because that was my position, but I'm even thankful for her because, you know, she spoke up, she spoke her mind. She told me what she didn't like. And I think we're all better for it now. Cause you know, I didn't give an inch. She didn't give an inch and we all went on our own ways. And, uh, I think it's best because from what I remember, she was thinking about getting tattooed from me and uh, I'm glad that she found out something about me that she didn't like and that probably would have really been a horrible thing to have discovered after we worked together. That would have been even more disillusioning. So I'm, I'm even grateful for that. I'm happy that this podcast has yielded a way for future future people to look at me to hear about me and decide if this is this is the kind of person they want to sit for hours with and get tattooed by because certainly if if you don't like me talking here you're probably gonna hate me during a tattoo because you know it's painful it's in it would just add insult to injury and honestly that was that was part of the whole podcast thing too for everybody in the beginning, you know, the people that I used to work with, I, I would tell them like, you know, this would be a way for you to kind of have something out there for future clients to listen to and figure out whether or not on a personality level, you guys jive and, you know, a way for them to dip into you in a different kind of way and feel connected to you. And I think it could be really cool. And I think that that's, that's yielded itself in a few instances, I'm sure, with uh, with this podcast already for the people who have chimed in and uh, and given entries. So, I mean, if it's if it's happened for me, I'm sure it's happened for them. And I hope it just keeps expanding and doing cool things. Uh, I guess the next thing is is that. On Thanksgiving itself, it was very cool Thanksgiving, very chill. I woke up. I'm just going to tell you guys about it. I woke up and uh, automatically my friend, who I I don't hear from very often, but 
it's always quality when I do. My friend Marco, he's a, he's an older friend of mine, not, not him himself. It's just that we've been friends for a long time. He is not, in fact, old. He's my age. Um, I mean, I don't consider myself old. Maybe I am. Anyway, uh, he's, he's going to be my age. He's not my age yet. His, his birthday is coming up. He's, he's technically a bit younger than me. Anyway, he contacted me early and he was like, yep. He texts me out of nowhere. It's Thanksgiving morning. His text is like at 8 a.m. I didn't wake up until like 9. I was like, what? <laughs> so I got back to, to him and I was like, well, I am now. And he, I, I, um, I forget if he called me or I called him, but uh, basically uh, he wanted to see me and it, it ended up being a really cool impromptu with him and his wife, who's also a really good friend of mine. Uh, she's been a friend of mine even longer than him. We've known each other since high school. And uh, Marco actually is a an Italian by birth and uh, he now is here in America and has citizenship and he lives here but uh for the past few years because of COVID he hasn't been able to see his family so it was really important that he hang out with his American family as much as he could before he takes off for a while to uh to go to Italy and spend time with his family so I felt very special and thankful and it was it was such a great quality time you know, I, I got to spend time with my friend Jen. Um, I know Jen's an avid listener to the podcast. So hi, my beautiful friend. I'm speaking about you. I hope you don't mind. Um, I really value you and I'm super grateful for both you and Marco. You've, uh, you just mean a lot to me. I, I feel so happy and welcome and loved when I'm with you guys and Jen, your mom, uh, she's, she's amazing. I I had such a fun time. Her home always feels so warm and so welcoming and so awesome. I just, I really dig it. Uh, and I'm super grateful for both of you, but you know, we, we had some fun discussions there. I I'm very grateful that they both really want to see me succeed and it means a lot to me that they care that much they both expressed you know wanting to see the podcast uh make money which i would like to you know i i you know it's it's been so awesome on its own and been so yielding on its own but it would be nice you know eventually if it it got some some cash flow in the mix but I told them I'm very stubborn, and I know this, diary listeners. I'm I'm exceedingly stubborn about this. I have, you know, it doesn't. It's it's kind of stupid, honestly, as I I know that um, I'm competing with a lot of things that are artificial that are gonna set me back. But I kind of see it the same way I do with with anything, with cutting hair, with doing tattoos. I love, I love the organic nature of things. I love meeting people. I love getting a feel for people. I love, you know, investing time in them enough to, to find out their story and then invite them on the podcast. And then as far as like 
you know, listeners, I feel like it should come the same way. I think that through your searching, through your your quest for knowledge, if you stumble across this podcast, I feel like that's the way it should be. And if you keep listening, that's the way it should be, you know, and I know there's, a, you know, at least a few of you out there that are pretty avid listeners. And, um, you know, it's really important to me that the foundation of this podcast be something that is strong, you know, like a strong foundation of a house that it's that's built on a lot of willing hearts, ones that that you know, meet on common ground, because I feel like that's been the the beautiful nature of every single working relationship that I've ever had, you know, there's, there's no, um, there's no lack of integrity, there's no manipulation, what I'm selling, somebody wants to buy, they're very invested in it, and, um, you know, I, I do have, just for anybody that, that wants to throw something at our podcast or, you know, if you're willing to, um, I do have a donation button. It's on our website. It's theapprenticeshipdiaries.com. And you can go on there and there's a there's a button there if you want to give us something. But right now, I, I'm not, I don't want to monetize. I really want it to be something that people people feel good about and that it's quality and I also want there to be a rhythm and right now I feel like you know it's pretty consistent but uh, I just started taking on our editing our audio editing so there's going to be a little bit of I guess learning curve there for me I mean I feel like I've done a decent enough job but I I can't say I really know um I'm having more fun with it, I will say, than I thought I would. And I'm very grateful to Chuck for being there for me all this time, through so much, giving me so much of his time, and freaking hearing the same freaking exhausting excuses over and over again. He was just so patient and um, worked his butt off for so long, and... I'm just so grateful for that time and I'm grateful that he finally was like, you know, I like I'm I'm grateful that I'm grateful that he got too busy to deal with my my crap. <laughs> uh, I am because it forced it forced him to make a decision that was good for him and it was, it forced me into a place where I have to learn and I have to do it myself and I have to I have to figure it out and I'm I'm happy for that and I think finally I'm prepared for it and motivated by the fact that I cannot I cannot make him deal with it anymore. I'm I've hit that I've tell everybody that I talk about things for about two years before I finally break down and do it. I told Jen and Marco this too. I was like, you know, I gotta talk about something for like two years before I actually do it. And it's not like I'm not doing things in the background to like prep myself for it or get prepared or do little trial runs. I am, but I'm not fully doing it yet. I kind of got to let this bubble of, I don't know, delinquency get very, very close to bursting before I'm honestly embarrassed enough to just do the thing. You know, like I've talked to so many people about doing it that I just 
finally break down and do it because I can't stand the fact that like this person I might not have seen for a full year or two years and then I find myself telling them the same thing or they ask about me doing this and I realize that I totally dropped the ball and I didn't do it. So, you know, and there's some ideas that never come to fruition, but the big ones like starting a podcast, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, monetizing your podcast or any of these things or whatever, or learning audio, all of these things I've got to, I've got to talk about for about two years, fumble fart around, piss people off, become a disappointment before I finally just, I guess I'm annoyed at myself enough that I would just like, I got it. I got to do this. And so that's where I'm at with the audio. I'm grateful for that. But you know, Jen and Marco were giving me very solid advice about what to do. Jen actually gave me, and I'm going to have to touch back with her about, um, I think it's the minimalist, uh, podcast about how they organize and monetize their whole thing. Um, they do work through Patreon, which I tried to, I tried to work Patreon right now and, uh, or before, and I, I just felt like it was something that was a lot for me to manage on my own. Uh, I think that there's, I I have another thing and I don't want to talk about it quite yet openly, but I had mentioned it to Jen and Marco that I think could be a nice revenue stream and, attraction to not only what I'm doing in tattooing myself as a, I guess, personality of some kind. I mean, I am kind of to a very small group of people who know me, but you know, it could scale if I do the thing that I'm thinking about doing, which again, I'm not going to talk about in any kind of certain terms yet because I, I want to actually do it. And I kind of want to keep it low key because I don't know. I think part of it is because I think I'm really on to something and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag before I let it out because I think it could be really cool. And I want it to be really cool when it hits and I want it to kind of be like, whoa. And it would be a big, big thing for me. So uh, I'm going to do it. But it could bring attraction to not only the podcast, myself, but tattooing in general. And just um, just be a really cool thing to do. I've always wanted to do it. And I guess if you know me well enough, you might be able to guess what I'm thinking about. But I, it's like a lot of things that have come my way recently. They're very wildly unexpected. Very, very cool unbelievably grateful and just fun and exciting. I've, I've only told a few people about it, but, um, there are enough people and significant enough people like Jen and Marco for me to promise myself to do it. And I also told my good friend, uh, Carol LeBaron, which by the way, my week this week is going to be with Carol. We're going to meet with her again. Excuse me. I'm I don't know, having some burpee issues. Uh, um, but Carol uh, is going to, she's met with me twice. I haven't released the second one yet, but I want to put that one out relatively soon. I think it would be good to uh, unveil that one because I think that that conversation will be pretty neat. 
Uh, I'm going to have to get my crap together and video edit that one because we were trying to do video editing with her um, as a full art piece and so that I can dip my toe into a whole other editing space, which, again, grateful. Grateful that I have the technology. Grateful I can afford it. Grateful I have the time to explore or at the very least, the urgency and need to explore. The other thing I do want to talk about is uh, Tennessee Hot Sauce. Uh, it's uh, a good friend of the network, Danny. Uh, I think it's Danny Hudson is his last name. I hope I'm not saying it wrong. But Danny is is how I know him mostly. I have a podcast with my friends, Rick and Zoe. It's not really a podcast. I, I guess it's a podcast. It was like a... A wings, a wings test, taste tester, and it was all of his hot sauces that we had at the time that we went through, and that's a video that I want to put out. That's pretty cool. It's it's rather long, and it was very funny, very cool experience. Um, very grateful for the opportunity to do that. I still haven't released it, but I do want to shout out Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. Really, really good hot sauce um, for what I experienced of it. Super dope stuff. I mean, I I think that I, um, you know, it, it was fun to do kind of like a hot ones kind of take on, on the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. But I will say that they're just too flavorful. They're really just way too flavorful to um, to really put in that that space you know like it's it's really it's really way too good to kind of think about overly burning your mouth with like all of the all the hot sauces had great great flavor so I uh I I you know we tried to do the hot ones but it it wasn't that great (laughs) so uh, with that said, I'm just going to look up real quick because I was, I was thinking about it, but then I got caught up in what I was saying. Um, I want to look up and make sure I know verbatim his IG account, but I want you to go and check it out. Make sure that you look him up and, uh, I'm very grateful for having known him and, uh, well, know of him and his, his company, uh, Tennessee hot sauce. So the, um, the Instagram is TN hot sauce CO. So it's TN hot sauce CO all one word. That's the Instagram. Go follow them. Great, great hot sauce. And since we're, we're kind of like approaching that time of year, it'd be a great gift idea for anyone in your life that, really, really digs hot sauce. I could see this being, you know, if you have anybody who likes to grill or roast or just an avid hot sauce person, I think this would be really, really cool. So um going to shout that out right before the holidays so that people can get a jump on their Christmas shopping. Uh, and to say I'm sorry to Danny for not putting out my, my shout out, but I'm going to shout him out. Which kind of leads me to what Jen and Marco was saying. They 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 really want me to, um, you know, they would like it if I was making some money off of this. Uh, and what I told them was is that I in the beginning, 
I really just want to grow with people. I really just want to be synced up with people that I find unbelievably integral. People who are pursuing passion like I am. Newbies. I don't know if you guys have paid attention in the last few podcasts with Nathan Reardon, but I made a little a little impromptu commercial for uh, the Black Dagger book company. And that's another one that I... I just love their product. I, I secretly, not so secretly, want to be of the kind of caliber artist that they would feature in one of their books eventually. And, um, you know, it's something that I I think that could happen down the road, um, you know, given that, that I make a point of keeping my art consistent and up to date it gives me a goal to shoot for it also you know keeps me in the purview and good graces I want people to check them out I'd like for them to get subscriptions it's a great way to find and follow and geek out about really 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 good artists that are dedicated not only to tattooing but their their artwork as well which is kind of a step above um You know, a lot of the people that we shine lights on as tattoo artists in on this podcast, you know, that people say that they admire, that's pretty much the makings of them. They're they're not only amazing tattoo artists, but they are artists all day, every day, in every way. Um, It's just so cool. So I uh, I'm 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 doing this for free right now just because I I feel like. something great will come of it. I feel like if you, and and that's the thing too, and that's something that I, I hope the message gets through with our whole line, the only difference between you and your mentor is time and how much you want to get the F out of your own way. Um, which I'm not against saying curse words too, by the way, guys. I just really want to make this more of a middle road kind of conversation that might be more palatable to everybody. Um, it's kind of a shift in my perspective. It's not that I want to give it up because I certainly haven't. I just recorded a podcast today, uh, that I cussed a lot in. (laughs) I mean, it's something I'm going to have to work on. I'm trying, but, um, again, I hope people get within that phrase, the, the real meaning of it, because I think that when you're going into learning something, you tend to you tend to want to scale very quickly. And whilst, you know, there might be a need for that because you have to eat, you know, you're, how hungry you are, literally, might dictate how quickly you need to scale. Um, that, I feel, can set you up sometimes very much so for doing very reactionary type movements and not paying attention fully and not, you know, not really thinking about what you're doing. And sometimes, you know, you climb really high and if you build whatever you're doing on, on a rickety foundation, no matter how tall it is, you know, it's still built on a rickety foundation and it means that the whole thing could come crashing down. So, that's kind of how I see it is that if I'm willing to give myself to this podcast, um, 
and yield my passion, my stubbornness, um, for long enough. I First of all, I don't know what will happen, but I also will give it the time necessary to, you know, be what it needs to be, analyze, shift, pivot without without upsetting too many people. Um, the people that are following me now, they have great they have a great space in my heart because I've seen them consistently. I know who my frequent listen listeners are. I was gonna say frequent flyers. It would have meant meant the same thing. Uh, my frequent listeners are, and uh, their insights mean the world to me, just like my first tattoo clients do. Like, if any of them want me to go back into a tattoo, if any of them say something to me, I, I will very much so listen to what they have to say with reverence and gratitude and homage because they have given me, you know, like in the beginning, they gave me their skin. They gave me their faith, their trust. It's the same with your listening time. You know, you could be listening to any podcast, but you're choosing to listen to me and I'm I'm just so grateful. So, you know, just know that if you've been been here since the beginning, you know, you've already you've already really planted a seed in my heart that's 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 growing into something really cool and I know that we'll all grow together. I know that we're all going to become better and better as we go. Um, We're going to have stories as this, as time passes. And, you know, with all the people that I know have listened or that this podcast has reached, you know, there's a community of people that are, are, are growing in the background, you know, as I am growing as a podcaster, they're growing and what they're doing. You know, already this podcast has interviewed people uh, like Angela and Nicole, who uh, she she interviewed before she even started apprenticing. I mean, or I think she had just started apprenticing. And, uh, and now she I think she has more Instagram followers than me. I don't know. Let me check. Let me see. Um, <laughs> I think she does. Uh, Angela Nicole. Um, here we go. Angela Nicole Inc. Yep, she has more Instagram followers than me, um, which is dope, you know. And I'm just so I'm just so proud of that. Not that I did anything, but just just the fact that she's climbed so far in what she's doing. She's she's creating beautiful work. Uh, she just did a Medusa recently. I'm looking at her Instagram page right now. That is awesome. She's she's followed by people that that um, I've known for a really long time. My friend Anastasia, she, she follows her. She's worked next to her. She loves her artwork. Um, she's spoken about her. I mean, it's just so cool, guys. It's so cool when... When you just put yourself out there, you know, another person that I heard from recently, uh, that I'd like to thank her name is Nicole. Uh, she's on Instagram. Let me make sure I, I, um, highlight her too. Um, let's see, here we go. Nicole Williams art is her Instagram and, uh, give her a follow, man. She's, she's a budding artist. But uh, she's been really cool. She was a face on Facebook that I noticed first. And I was like, who's this cute girl who keeps giving me a lot of love and the podcast a lot of love? 
and uh and then uh we kind of synced up on ig and had some dialogues in the dms she slipped in um, and she's really cool and she's been so affirmative and uh kind to me and given me so much encouragement in doing this uh and what was really cool was um I had asked on Facebook because I had noticed that the analytics was that we have the majority of our listeners are women, which I, I guess I'm not surprised, um, because I'm a woman, but I'm a little surprised just simply because of the fact that I guess I attract women. I've never seen myself as a, as a girly girl or an overly... Um, you know, a lot of women don't find a lot of peace or comfort in me. Uh, I can say that I don't find a lot of peace and comfort in other women. Um, I guess, I guess that's the thing is that most of my mentors and safe spaces have been in men, which I, you know, I, maybe it's very rare, but I just, you know, most of most of the fun that I have is is uh, very masculine in its ways. I mean, if you're going to gender it. Uh, and I'm not funny. So I, <laughs> I get that that's it. I did have Rico on here, but uh, podcasting really hasn't been his thing of late, uh, which I respect. He's he's doing his own thing. He's, uh, you know, I've, I told my friend Jenna Marco, friends, that we're, we're kind of at the honest phase of our relationship where, you know, we've tried on each other's lives and each other's ways enough to know what we like and don't like. And now we can really assert what we like and don't like and set some tones moving forward for our relationship. There's nothing make or break. There has been a little bit of mourning for me um, just because, you know, I it'd be cool if I could do everything with my partner, but... I don't think it's, uh, you know, we're not going to be into the same things all the time. But I really loved, you know, going back to Nicole, uh, again, on IG, Nicole Williams Art. Um, Follow her. Give her some love and some encouragement. Uh, She's starting an apprenticeship, so uh, she needs it. And she'll she'll need some, some fans to watch her along the way. I hope to have her on the podcast. But she said that, you know, listening to me gave her a lot of, you know, it, it made her feel like she could do it and that, that it meant a lot to her. And, you know, she, she considers me way more than what I consider myself. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very grateful for her view and her insight. It meant a lot to me to hear from her. It's meant a lot to me to have conversations with her and encouragement and, you know, just to let anybody know who might feel, I guess, intimidated to approach a tattoo artist for any reason. Um, we're people, you know, we're people, we're people just like you. I, uh... You know, we might have seen some things that you haven't seen, but we're people and uh, we can be uplifted by anyone. 
And so just because she's just starting her tattoo journey and I'm, I think, like 15 years in now, doesn't mean, it's like 14, 15, I don't know, doesn't mean that she can't encourage me and give me a little extra push. You know, you, you, you get far in, in an industry and there's there's plateaus in it and you know, you feel lost in some things that you do. I mean, certainly podcasting is a new medium for me. So it was really great to be rallied by her and championed. It was really nice. And I, I, I want to thank you, uh, Nicole, for that. So you've, you've been a, a flavor that I've been able to enjoy newly in the past month that I'm very grateful for. Um, moving on in my, my, uh, Thanksgiving Day, we I, I spent, I, I mean, hours went by with my friends and Jen and Marco that I was just so happy for um, before, you know, they were they were cooking and everything. And um, it was so nice to catch up with them. So I hope that this new year I can spend more quality time with them moving forward because I love them. But then after that, uh, I went over Rico's dad's house for uh, Thanksgiving dinner, which I, there's many great things to be thankful for in being a partner of a foreign family, Italian family specific. But one of the best things is the meals for sure. And this is not, I mean, the whole meal, by the way, was cooked by, uh, Rico's stepsister Kim she did such an amazing job it was everything was just perfectly flavored you didn't have to add any spice any salt any anything to any of these dishes they were all beautiful and um it was just such a a great great dinner and perfectly balanced I will say that I was so full (laughs) On the end, that I could not have dessert. I I could look at the desserts, but all my body could let me do was look at them, and that was it. And I, I I tell you, I I kept looking at them. I kept going, maybe, maybe, but in my heart, I knew, I knew that I'd get one bite, and then I'd be like, oh, nope. I'm way too full. And then you've taken a bite of a really beautiful piece of dessert. And, you know, like, what? Somebody else? I I had nobody else that, that was interested. So I was like, no, not going to not gonna do that. Which, you know, I'm grateful that I have learned to not overeat. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't let, I didn't let my normal love and addiction for food override uh, all other signals that said no more. So that was pretty cool. But Kim, I'm very grateful for you. Very grateful for Rico's dad, Michele, and, uh, his, his stepmother, Sharon, um, Kim's partner, Sal, um, Angie, and, um, oh, I'm blanking on her husband's name. It's terrible. Uh, starts with a J. It's J. J. It starts with a J and it is J. Oh my God. J. I've met J twice. 
not that that should matter. He's technically family, so I should know. Um, but, um, they were all there. They made such a great time. It was, it was a beautiful dinner. Um, really good time. I'm also thankful that I've reached a phase with my family that we didn't see each other on the holiday. We wished each other a happy Thanksgiving. Um, my parents were like, you know what? We know you have, you know, dinner at Rico's house. We're just going to stay behind and just have something small and relax and, you know, give thanks in our own way, but we're not looking to do anything. You go ahead and enjoy on your own. It's cool. Um, I know it seems weird. It's, it's kind of weird to me, honestly, but in the back of my mind, it makes a lot of sense. My brother and his wife, uh, her family, there's, there's two sets of grandparents just on her side alone. So they, they go and do her family for Thanksgiving. And that's usually how it's gone in my family. Usually we all catch up for Christmas and, um, same thing goes with, uh, my aunt and, my family on my dad's side, I completely blanked on contacting my family on my dad's side, which is unusual because I adore them. I think I was just kind of on gratitude overload that I, I just completely like, you know, blanked out. And I texted him the next, next day. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to not contact you guys. I love you all. I'm very grateful. Can't wait to see you. So I let them know. And, uh, yeah, so all of that's a lot of gratitude. Then after Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving, I got to, um, tattoo my friend Nicole and her fiance, Tommy, beautiful people. I'm so excited for them as a couple. Um, I'm just going to have a general, uh, thing here. Nicole's going through a lot of trials right now. If everybody can keep her in your heart, that would be really great. I'm not going to be specific because it's her, it's her life and it's her struggles, but she's, she's having a time right now and, uh, I love her very much and I, I hope that everybody can send her some love. Um, she's been on the podcast, so she, she means a lot to me. Um, if anything, give give me some, some good prayers or something so I can be the type of friend that she needs and can support her through this time. Um, that would be helped helpful very much because I, I want to be, I want to be a support. I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to add insult to injury. It's very important to me that I, I be the kind of space for her that she needs. So if, if nothing else, if you don't know her, you know, send me some send me some prayers that will help me, uh, help me help her. (laughs) Cause I can be insensitive sometimes and I don't mean to be. Um, but it was such a, a, such a cool thing to see them. And I actually got to meet, uh, Nicole and Tommy's new puppy, Gus, Gus, Gus. He's so cute. He's such a cool dog. He's, he's so chill. He's going to be such a, a good little dude for them. He's their new puppy. They have two. And uh, I've already met Ollie, but uh, I got to meet Gus this time uh, interchangeably while um, Nicole and Tommy were flip-flopping between their tattoo experiences. Gus came along 
for the ride and uh, I got to meet him, which was really cool. So I'm really thankful for that because he's cool. Uh, new puppies are always sweet. Um, and it's always nice when you don't have to own a dog and you can love somebody else's dog and then give them back. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, and I'm grateful for him too, because he sounds like he's, he's kind of the missing piece in, uh, Tommy and Nicole's life as far as a dog that, that they really needed and wanted and he'll be a great comfort. So I'm happy for that. And then I think now we've gotten to the point where I can talk about my church experience. Um, I hope I'm not rambling too much and I've kept you guys, you know, pretty entertained so far, giving you a few names to look up and, and stuff. So the church thing, I've kind of told you guys a little bit why, but I think that the, I think that the answers have yielded more as, as even just three weeks of experiencing church has gone by. I think I've always, I've always uh, known God, as I've said before. I think I've always felt and trusted that place inside of me uh, that believes. I think all of that. But I, I know that I haven't, again, like what I was talking about with the, with the podcast, there was no foundation It was very general, and I think you can work in general terms for a very long time, uh, and it can get you pretty far, you know, like as as long as you uh, recognize the the power of those general guidelines and terms and philosophies, you know, aka mostly the, the concept of love and compassion. I think that those two concepts, if you understand them very well, you can go very far with them. The issue, I think, though, with me, uh, my whole life is totally knowing love. And love, and I, and I think this is something that a lot of people are not really keen on. And I hope this can register to a lot of people who maybe, um, maybe identify with it and You know, I don't know what it'll bring out in you, but this is what it did for me. You know, love is not always uh, affirmative. You know, love is sometimes, you know, uh, guiding or correctional. And I think that's significant. And it's been something that as I've tried very much so to move into more responsibility for myself and to move into a state of where I want to have some semblance of authority. Because believe it or not, having a podcast doesn't give you authority. You actually have to create authority and it be something that people recognize. I mean, I hope everybody has understood that I'm kind of a student here perpetually and that I'm trying to meet you guys within this very raw state of my experience where I'm learning to be better. I hope I haven't declared myself so much of an authority that that you see me that way. Maybe you can take some notes, and I hope I've given those things. But, you know, I'm 
I'm still really learning a lot, everyone. And um, I'm trying, I'm trying to be less afraid of of losing people, I guess, of doing the wrong thing, of overthinking, you know, all these common things that I think all of you could really register, you know, but what happens if you let those things rule you is that you're paralyzed, you're paralyzed. And I guess this, this is the other thing that happens in that two year kind of like pressure cooker of where I've got to talk about things for forever is that I'm kind of, I'm kind of psyching myself up to do it. Like I'm, it's like my pre-fight height, my pre-fight height has to be like two years of just psyching myself up (laughs) to something. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, and you know, in the moments where I've, I've just done things and stumbled on it, you know, I, I think I just, I just did, I just did it. And, and like I said, you know, if you just do things and it has a rickety foundation, you know, the fall is from very high up, you get very hurt. And I, and I feel like that was kind of me post COVID was I tried to do a lot, but I don't know how stable any of my foundations were. And I can't say that I have regrets because I certainly think I tried my best. I think I did with what I could. Uh, But, you know, like I can see some things now. I can see where I I stumbled. And, um, you know, so, so getting back to love and church and all of that, you know, love is something where, again, if, if you're a mentor and you're a mentee, I think that even, how can I say this? I think even my apprentice who doesn't really enjoy me right now as a person, I think, I think that she still loves me. Um, but it's the kind of love where, you know, I, I don't make her happy or give her any peace. So she has to she has to separate from me so that she can feel life out for herself. And, uh, you know, maybe with time she'll understand that, and maybe she already does, that I gave her the best with what I had and um, realize that it was, it was all I had. And, you know, that's the kind of realization that I've had with my parents. I was asked today, what my testimony was for coming to the church. And it has to do with all of this. It's hard to kind of wrap up because, um, you know, it, it happened because of my parents. And I think this kind of goes back to the whole love thing is that, you know, I had, I had to understand the love that my parents gave me. And it takes time because when you're a kid, you you don't have any perspective, right? Like you you have one perspective. You have this bright-eyed, bushy-tail, fearless, take on the world, I'll never die attitude, right? And um, it's amazing. And I think that any kind of correction within that space just feels 
terrible because I think in your heart you knew that you were never intending to do anything wrong. I mean, most most kids, I think, at least me, I, I was never intending on doing most things wrong. Uh, but I did them or I was, you know, I, I was uh, just weird in some ways and I had to be corrected there so I wouldn't be just this weirdo and do things that were not kosher for society, you know, like kids do, like that are just socially inappropriate. So like, you know, you, you got to be corrected and any parent, any mentor that doesn't correct you and stand firmly on the correction they're giving you as, as kind of necessary, um, I think doesn't really love you. They might say they do, but I think what it is is that they're scared to lose your love and to lose your favor or to um, have a hard conversation. But the, at the end of the day, what you end up producing is a person who is not, is not suited for society, is not, is not able to hear any kind of critique or criticism, you know, any criticism, criticism at all. <laughs> and you make somebody very, very fragile for their environment if all you do is just think that love is just constantly giving in to a person. It's not. You know, love is is setting boundaries for yourself, for them, exemplifying what you expect is fine, letting people know that they're a part of something bigger and how magical that thing is. You know, and that to me is God. God is God is love. Is is just pure love. God is everything in one god is you know this this connection um and you feel it and i've always known it because i've i've used it and i've sourced it and i've felt it when i do my art uh i i i know it in this trusting way but i've never studied it i've I've danced around the edges. I know symbolism. I know uh, certain theologies. I know certain mythologies. I know certain stories. Um, But I've never submitted myself, fully yielded to a religion or any kind of faith, not even my parents. And, and that's where this kind of goes into is that long ago, my life was kind of crappy. And I was doing a lot of, I guess what you consider rebellious things, but I was just simply lost and willing to feel and experience anything. And let me tell you, if you leave yourself that open, you will experience a lot of things. Now, in this time, I did start tattooing for the first time, so it wasn't entirely bad, but, you know, 
I, my tattoo experience wasn't like great. It's not even something I largely count in my experience. I do, but it, it, it showed me a lot of things that I thought were not really great, uh, in the tattoo industry. So, you know, I, I was very open and, uh, this was a time that my parents had to cut me off. I was doing a lot of things that did not, they did not approve of. And, um, you know, I was very angry with them during this time. And I, I felt, you know, completely kind of abandoned in this time. But I think the thing that came in, probably God, that came into my mind was that this is all of what I chose. You know, this is all what I chose. This is all what I left myself open for. What I got is what I asked for, which was basically, I'm ready. I'm ready to feel anything. Well, I got it. And it was, it was kind of too hot, you know, like the heat was too hot and I kind of put myself out there to get burnt. And I realized that and I humbled myself eventually to my parents. But in the background, and this is something I didn't know, my mom was going to my therapist, one that I saw for many years after this event and a few years before this event. She went to her and she pleaded with her. She was like, Alex, how how do I handle this? You know, my daughter's doing all these things. I, I'm so unbelievably terrified for her. You know, she, she's wrecking her life. She's wrecking her life. She, you know, like she could die. I just, she's in the a few positions right now. She needs financial help. She needs all this help. What do I do? And my therapist looked at her and she said, well, you know, you can't let her, you can't let her behave like this and enable her. You can't, you can't, you can't give her anything within this because, you know, she really is acting out in ways that are truly not okay. And you have to cut her off. You have to cut her off. And my mother was just like, how can I do that? You know, like, I mean, to ask any mother to do that, you know, I, I would imagine I don't even have to be a mom. It's just like earth shattering to walk away. And, and I know how much I care just for my art pieces, you know, for somebody to say, you know, just, just burn it. <laughs> You know, or, or just walk away from it. You know, sometimes it's so hard to do. I do do it with my art pieces because I know if I keep going with it, it's just going to turn to shit. So I do know that for my art. But I just other other things, I guess, where you got to walk away to be loving. And that's what I'm getting at with the love is that it was an act of love, true love, to cut me off, to let me go. And my mother was like, Alex she could die. Like, you, how can I let my child potentially die? And Alex looked at my mother and she said, well, yeah, she could die. You know, that's true. It's a reality. And my mom was like, well, how? How, how do I do this? You know, what do I do? 
And Alex just looked at her and she said, you pray. And that's how my mother really started her journey to this church that I ended up going to in the last three weeks. She did start praying. She did start investing in her own faith and exploring it. She had to do what she needed to do to give herself peace because I wasn't giving her any peace. And basically the philosophy of Alex, my therapist, was I was making a bunch of choices that weren't good, but they were mine. And that was the point. Very grateful for them. Because now I know. I know what I can do on my own, at least. Uh, And it was shit. It was was absolute shit. And it humbled me. And I I had to come back to my parents. I had to say, like, listen, I I messed up. I'm in a total pickle. I'm in a total jam. I have gotten as far as I possibly can on my own. And this is awful. I need you to save me. And that was when they took me back was when I had humbled myself when I when I realized I was in too deep. And I was able to come back to them with this renewed outlook that yeah, afterwards, our, our relationship even still wasn't great. But there was this reverence there that I didn't have before, which was basically like, you don't know shit, Amy. You really don't know anything. And you need to be here and feel this and humble yourself and repent for what you did and prove to your parents that that you now understand and that you're not going to be so flagrant and you're not going to be so unbelievably just obstinate to their love. And I did. I went back to school. I went to therapy. I knew I had a part to play in this. You know, I, I think a lot of people when they get out of bad situations, you know, it's very, very natural to wag the finger at other things outside of themselves and say, this is why this happened to me. Instead of saying, what did I do to invoke these circumstances and why did I get what I get and how can I make that script different? And so that's what I kind of understood at that point is that I had gotten exactly what I had asked for. It leveled me. I had to completely rebound. I had to regroup. And I had to really accept my parents' help. Um, And I, I didn't want to mess around anymore. I knew it was time to lock it in. From that point, I got my second apprenticeship in cutting hair. I finally got licensed as a hairstylist. I became a master barber. I tried to teach another person. Um, Again, you know, I, I think you have many death and rebirth kind of experiences in this lifetime. And, uh, 
you know, for me, that, that was a death and rebirth kind of scenario where I was kind of cued into love again. What does love mean? You know, what does this look like? And what I found out is, is that love is, is not always perfect doesn't always feel good because a lot of it is correctional. Sometimes it's about learning about what you did that wasn't great and just admitting it to yourself and saying you're sorry and choosing a different path and realizing that even though, you know, even though you didn't ask for that love, it's always been there for you. You know, I, I admitted to this lovely lady that I met at church. Her name's Michelle. I said to her today, I said, you know, I get triggered very much so. And this is something that sets me off um, by being guilted by love or care given to me, or at least I think given to me. Uh, if, if I'm, if I'm expressing myself or I'm doing something and somebody comes to me and says, you're being ungrateful, look at all this that I've done for you. And what they've done for me isn't something that I've asked them to do for me. I get really shitty, really, really shitty. I get rebellious. I get ragey. I'm just like, I didn't ask you to do that. I, I mean, I do this to Rico now. I'm like, listen, I, you know, it's really hard for me to appreciate these, these gestures or these things that you're doing for me when I didn't ask you to do them. They're nice and all, but I didn't ask for that. And it's kind of the same with my parents. You know, they were really, and still are really great parents. Um, phenomenal actually. And I, I just never realized how awesome they were. And you don't know. You don't know until you know. It took me a long time to realize that that they loved me and that I was so blessed to have their love, to have them there to when I got into a pickle and I had gone as far as I possibly could take myself that I had somebody to go to that loved me still enough to help me afterwards, that they weren't going to condone me wrecking my life. They were going to cut me off when it came to that, but they still loved me. They always loved me. Cutting me off was an act of love because it was allowing me to see exactly who I am, exactly what I was made of at that time, and exactly what I was going to get for the choices that I was making. So it was appropriate. And I, they gave me free will, you know. And so when you when you loop that back around to God, that's what God gives us. God gives us free will, you know, but there's rules, right? There's there's rules to to being in God's favor. And I think a lot of us get really upset about the rules but the rules are there because God loves us God cares about us being our best and highest selves God already knows what our potential is 
you know, he, whatever, the universe created us. I have no problem with saying he. I mean, in the Bible, it says he created. Uh, So why not? I don't care. (laughs) I take more comfort in male, male authorities anyway. And I don't care what woman doesn't think that that's cool. I, I just don't, whatever, man. Like, I don't, I don't care. I think it's, I think it is what it is. And I'm not going to wage war with it when, again, it loves me. It loves me beyond what I even know. And that's kind of what I've come to is that, you know, after COVID, I looked at everything that I, had come to, everything I tried for, everything that I had cultivated, and I lost my job. My apprentice, you know, decided that she didn't want to be my friend anymore. Um, Yeah, I didn't lose my profession. My clients were still there, so I I feel very good that, at the very least, for the most part, for them, I remained a good space. Um, And that was super super important so much gratitude gratitude towards my clients for the past few years my lord i mean just such faith that they keep putting in me i'm so blessed in in tattooing and that my clients it's just beyond it's beyond um and they were really there for me um but i i kind of kind of looked at everything that I had done and realized that nothing of this world should a person put their faith into because it's temporary. It'll disappoint you. It'll let you down. It's not, it's not meant for forever. This world, nothing here on this earth is forever. It's temporary. Um, and I decided that it was important for me as a next step to really, in order for me to be a good leader or be a person of responsibility, to take on more responsibility, that I really needed to be ultimately humbled in the face of the eternal and open to just learning not be obstinate not demand not try to you know be circuitous or find loopholes or to work around just receive and be grateful and yeah there's a lot of things as to what led here but my mother has been diving into this specific church through a myriad of different ways. Um, a big thing is that our pastor is a history major. So a lot of what he teaches of the Bible links up to historical relevance. And he's able to very much so talk about it in terms of uh, the, the, the making of this country which is really cool. And um, he's also a student of the Constitution, which I think is really neat. And that was a big thing for me because, you know, after COVID, 
you know, the politics has been so tumultuous and, you know, I, I have a pretty good stance on how I think. Um, and I know a lot of principles of America and American culture and how it's formulated, but I can't say that I'm an officiato by any, uh, stretch of the imagination. And, you know, I, 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 what am I trying to say? I, I just feel like there's more to learn there. There's always more to learn there. And I think a lot of the reasons why people rebel against something is because they don't really know about it. Or at the very least, they think that they uh, can do it better or, you know, make something uh, better themselves, much like me with my life in many ways I could I can do this I can do it and I can do it all by myself I know the answers I know love I know how to invoke love I know how to express it I I I me 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 and um so they do that with this want to deconstruct and criticize and break down and fix something without really knowing it without really understanding it. And that that in very many ways was me, you know. I, I'm not again, I don't regret being that way. I have to give myself some some comfort in that I didn't know any better or that I was you know, I was doing something that's very typical for most people is that, you know, you don't think it has to be that serious or that outlined or that that finite. But I do think that it, that it is in a lot of ways, truth itself, you know, everybody thinks that there's, um, there's all these different truths, but I don't think that, I think that there is a truth. I think there's multiple perspectives, but there is a truth. And I think that a study of truth and a seeking of truth is is a high aim and it's one that I want to dedicate myself to and it's one that my mother has always dedicated herself to um, in a lot of ways. And I know that if I submit and yield this way, I'll be a better leader. I'll be a better mentor. I'll be able to stand with a certain amount of authority in certain ways and uh, it, it will yield beautiful things because I'll just know more. I'll know more with which to, with, with which to speak about, how to connect the dots, um, what light I can shine on certain things that maybe people have misinterpreted. Uh, maybe what I have misinterpreted, challenged myself. But a lot of what I could say as critique of myself before, and it's still happening, is that I know what I need to do. I just don't do it. I want I want to second guess it. I want to I want to try and hack it and think, oh God, it's got to be a different way. Like it can't be that way because if I do this, then this could happen, and this could happen, and this could happen, and all of that is predicated on worry. And worry for what? 
worry when when we are eternal when there is an eternal that we will you know we're not just body we're soul too there's a spirit there there's an energy and I know this I, I I've always known this and I I just I wanted to be supplicant to that at least for a while um the struggles that I'm having already is just that I'm not willing to frame the things that I have I have tried on or that I have read or that I have experienced that are in the spiritual realm I'm not willing to cast them out as satanic or or irrelevant because They've led me here. I, I can't I can't discount them. I can't call them silly. I can't call them crazy because that would mean that there's something about me that's crazy. I mean, I guess there are things that are about me that are crazy, but like, I don't think it's that weird. Um, I think it's pretty typical, you know, when you're when you're seeking truth or when you're seeking goodness and you're trying to do the right thing, I think that if you're trying to do the right thing, you're always going to be led to the right thing. It's much different than saying I'm ready for anything. It's, a, it's, it's about doing the right thing. When you seek to do the right thing, it changes your perspective and it makes you aim at different things. It gives you an aim. And I realized that that's what I lacked before. You know, before my aim was just to do my art for a living. And I, that's what I did. But what did that look like? What 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 was that? It's too broad, you know, like it's 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 too broad. And what I ultimately know about myself, at least at this point, is I have other gifts. And I also know that what I don't know about myself is that. Uh, is a lot. You know, it's a lot. There's potentials of me that I probably, I probably am not aware of at this point. I have to um, explore them for a while and see what can happen. But just to give you for instance, you know, before I started doing jujitsu and working out regularly, I was content and satisfied and positive that I would never do a pull-up in my life. Like, I, I would joke with clients saying, you know, if I'm ever in a position where I'm hanging from a cliff, you know, God forbid, but if I am, I'm hoping that either my adrenaline will be enough to pull me up off that cliff or I'm just going to let go and say, Jesus, take the wheel <laughs> because... I felt certain that that would be my demise because if it was between living and a pull-up, I was probably going to die. So, you know, needless to say, when I started working out and I started taxing my body and my muscles in different ways, I was able to finally in my life, I mean, I can't do it anymore because I let that slip, but I was finally able to do a pull-up, one pull-up. I then knew the muscles that were involved. I had no idea. I didn't realize it was so much from your core. 
Uh, you know, like I, it makes sense, but you don't think it. You think it's oh, you look at it and it looks like your arms are pulling you up. No, it's like your whole upper tor- torso is is activated, and it's it comes from like your chest, like core area. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I was able to do it, and I I, I think that's also why you know asking somebody to work out, asking somebody to, you know tax themselves to be their best selves instead of saying you know you're just perfect the way you are is so great because yeah you're not horrible I'm not gonna kick you out of bed for eating crackers the way you are like I like you I love you even but if you can honestly look yourself in the mirror and say that you are the best that you will ever be I mean that's nothing I've ever been able to say to myself. I kind of hope that, that, that day never comes. I hope that that day never comes uh, in this lifetime anyway, because I want there's something to always be striving for in this life. I think it makes life fun. But see, that's where it kind of comes down to. That's why I went to church. And this church specifically is one that my family has frequented for a while. First it was my mother, and then my father joined. And my father has really grown and, and I think fallen into this in a really great way. And I knew that, that he would be really happy if I did it too. Both of them would be. Um, And there's something about this pastor, his name's David Whitney. Um, Pastor Whitney is super cool and I've heard nothing but good things. And let me tell you, my mom doesn't endorse many people, but Pastor Whitney is somebody that she highly endorses. And that's, that's a huge thing coming from my mom. Um, let me tell you. So I had to meet this guy and, and he's everything that she said, but it's also the whole church, the entire church. It's a really cool spot. It's, it's in Bowie. It's on a private property. They have service out in a barn. And I'm there, guys. Like, I'm there from, like, 9, what is it, 9.30 to sometimes 2 or 3 in the afternoon a lot of days. And the time flies. Like, the service flies so fast. I will say that I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm daunted by all, all the songs and the hymns and you know, reading and I've had to, you should see my Bible. I, I, I got a Bible from my mom for my birthday. It's really beautiful and it's really cool. It has not only the Bible in it, but the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, all of it in it, which is really cool uh, in one Bible. And it's, it's a beautiful Bible, but I had to like put sticky notes throughout the whole thing with all the different sections because, you know, we flip flop between sec- sections of it, reading it. And, um, you know, I just, I want to read along. I want to participate. I want to put myself as fully into this as I possibly can. And I just want to yield. I want to yield to something. I want to follow something. And I can honestly say that I have yielded, followed, considered what I feel after the 41 years of my life on this planet, enough to worldly things for me to know 
that none of them deserve my entire faith. Yes, there needs to be leaps of faith and consideration still. I don't want to close myself off to those things. But I think an investment in something higher is needed at this point. I need it for my soul. I need it to have peace. I don't know, everyone. I I really don't know. I don't know what to do in a lot of ways, and I'm waiting. I'm listening, and that's all I can do. You know, whenever crisis happens, you know, the biggest thing I hear from people is that we have to do something. We have to do something. And I'll admit that the last few years have been hard for me because I've been waiting to do something. As I admitted in my last stream of consciousness, I really couldn't return to tattooing because it just fell off. I'm getting back to it now and I'm excited about it now, moving into the new year and just kind of with this this new study under my belt, I'm, I feel assured that I'm, I'm going to walk better, uh, more confidently. But uh, I've been waiting for something and nothing has happened. And, you know, a lot of cool things have happened. I don't want to say nothing. But, but there's been no, like, resolve or pull that has been so adamant as going to this church. And I think a lot of the reason is, too, is that in my analysis of what I've gotten and what other people have gotten, I've realized that I am very blessed, very fortunate. And one of those blessings is I still have my parents. And I started thinking about it and I realized that this church has seen my parents and spent more time with them recently than I do on a regular basis. And I started thinking about what would happen when they're not there anymore. You know, what would I do? You know, they have been there for me in so much. And a lot of this has been, ever since my therapist passed away in 2018, has been kind of a calling to get my shit together. And then COVID and, and still I'm, I'm kind of listening and waiting for what in the heck is next. Like the only thing that could make any sense is that I, I needed to invest more into my family because those were the people that were the most most fundamental in my rescue yet again when COVID hit, when everything came crashing down, they were there. Such a blessing in every way imaginable. And I I just uh again I'm 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 trying to ferret out what would be best and how can I step up to the plate of responsibility here and take on a life that might yield them not being with me. That's scary as hell, but, you know, if all things go the way I I know my mom wants it to go anyway, she's always said she wants to go, but like, you know, it's the worst thing in the world for a parent to lose their child before them. So, you know, the way she would want it is that I die after her. But that means that I have to survive her. I have to go beyond and I have to figure my life out without her, without my dad. And 
that's scary as hell. And I've, I'm starting to tear up, guys, so I'm sorry if you hear it, but I've had so many friends recently have lost their parents. And I, I just can't. It's really affected me. Um, I can't imagine what it's done for them, but it's really moved my heart. And so when I think about not having my parents anymore, I thought to myself, well, what can I do to keep experiencing them in some way? And so I thought, you know, and they really love this church and they have nothing but good things to say about it. And they've really wanted me to yield more to them, of course, but more to uh, faith, specifically uh, being a Christian. And I, I can't say that I'm like fully into that yet as a notion, but what I can say the selling thing is, is that if anything happens to my parents, I'll have community around me. I'll have people around me that knew my parents, that knew what they valued, that knew what their hearts wanted, that, that commune with them regularly. And I'll be able to feel them in ways that are important. And so I I just felt like it was very necessary to do that. Um and so that's my motivation right now. And so far everything. I mean, guys, I I wish you could just you could just could just feel the little sparks of like ahas and cool things. I mean, even down to the fact that on my first day at this church, the pastor, Pastor Whitney, answered a, a, a question that I had already found the answers to, at least in common law, you know, right now, present day. But he he broke it down biblically and brought up this this the circumstance of, of trimming a tree. And I have trees outside my house that need to be trimmed. And I had to go through all of this, like figuring out whose responsibility was to trim these trees. Cause they're not my trees. He addressed that thing on the first day. Like it wasn't like it, but it just answered it and made it clear in my mind. I was like, Oh wow. I just encountered this. This is what the law said. That is my responsibility to these trees. Wouldn't you know, on a biblical level, that's the case too. And that's the reason too that I think that that studying the Bible is so cool because, I mean, I don't know if anybody knows this, but the founders of this country, they weren't perfect men. They didn't claim to be perfect men. But they wrote a foundation and a law in this country so that the people could be the power that we the people could could facilitate our lives and live free and and to have choice and all of this was 
written under God, under God's law, to be obeying and and uh, supplicant to God's law because the people who were leaving this country, they were leaving a king. They were li- leaving a, a monarchy rule. And they didn't believe in the rules of a king. You know, somebody who says that that they're the law, they're the, the highest order. They didn't believe that. They believed that there was a higher order. And that needed to be a god. And, and that's why, you know, one of the biggest things that we have is a right to practice religion in this country. That, that there shouldn't be any infringement of that right. So... You know, it, it's it's just it's connected so many dots, and I I I have no problem like if anybody wants to do a podcast about this, they they would love to talk to me about it. After hearing it, I would love to talk about this. I think it's really cool. I can't say that I would talk with any authority right now because I'm just really dipping my toe in, but um, so many things have already been yielded. And it's been a pretty cool thing. And uh, I definitely, you know, I don't want anybody to to feel like they're pressured to do anything because of this, this, you know, mission of mine. I hope I can talk about it because it would be weird if I couldn't talk about it. I think it's odd if something that has been really yielding and fun and fruitful for me uh, upset someone but I expect it to I guess there's been a lot of people who have been hurt by religion and I and I know that um, but I don't know if it's necessarily the religion or just certain earthly circumstances that really was the toxic soup of the situation and I guess if I were to say anything to anyone who's resistant to search your heart about that and decide whether or not it was really the faith that hurt you or if it was the world that hurt you or that disillusioned you or the temporariness of everything or your hopes that or the these expectations that were never never outlined in in the religion, but they were expectations that you had because, you know, you thought that you could determine everything. You thought you could be the monarchy of your own experience. You know, I thought it for a long time. And, uh, you know, even in AA, they say that, you know, they don't specify that you need to accept God or religion. Uh, the original teachings of the STEP program kind of framed it that way, but uh, if you listen to Russell Brand at all, he he likes a more agnostic kind of interpretation, but basically it's that, you know, as an addict, you have felt like you knew what was best for you, you made all these choices, all these justifications, you've, you've dug this hole for yourself, and now you're in it, 
and now you can see it and you know this is where you are and you're in a hole and you don't want to be in a hole anymore and but you don't know what to do because you know all you know to do is to keep digging and one of the biggest phrases with with uh with addiction is you know it stops when you stop digging so you gotta stop digging and you have to pause and yield and admit to yourself that you don't know you don't know what's good you have been doing a lot of things that are really bad that haven't worked that have yielded this state right now and you have to give it up to something higher and as Russell Brand would put it it's the higher plane is is the step program is AA and and working the steps you know that's that's the higher power but but the steps is all framed after biblical teachings as well and teaching you to listen and to humble yourself and look at it from a different perspective change it up you know yield and you don't just do something it's not about doing something because within doing something you could do the wrong thing you could do many wrong things and people react and they they are flailing around they're like something needs to be done you know that's what i see a lot around covid and a lot nowadays is something needs to happen well no something doesn't need to happen the right thing needs to happen but if you don't know what the right thing is you have no business doing anything you should just stop digging so that's where i'm at i stopped digging now I'm just listening and it's been really cool and again if anybody would like to talk to me after this uh, I would love to have that conversation if you're down to record it I'd love to make it a podcast Um, it'd be really cool I'm excited to actually talk to Carol because she's such a kindred spirit and I know that she has had a lot of cool things happening in her life that are going to be great. Hopefully I won't withhold her podcast too much longer. I mean, I have a whole other one from before, like a year ago that I have to post, but my time with her is always so cool. So definitely if you, if you haven't taken the, uh, the time to go check out Carol, um, hit her up. She's such a cool lady. She's looking, I, I know I can speak for it at this point, if uh, you're an artist and you really want to up your game as an artist, she's an amazing teacher. And she's looking to take on, I think, three more students. Her ideal is four, but she wants to be integral. She knows she can't take on more than four students, but she wants to have um, basically four mentees. And she's such a wealth of knowledge. I mean, in- incredible. So I can't, I can't say enough good things about her. At the very least, you know, start a dialogue and talk to her. I mean, she's such a cool person. And uh, yeah, uh, I I can't say enough things. 
but I guess that's it, folks. I mean, I, I kind of gave you my run through, shed some tears, which is really fun. I'm grateful for them, too. You know, I've been crying a lot, but I'm happy because I feel like there was a lot of anger in me. And I think that the tears are just shedding all of the pent up frustration. It's really good. So, yeah, diary listeners, that's it. Um, again, lastly, one final thank you is to you again for this this hour and 40 minutes that you've been giving to me. I am so grateful for you. And I hope that this means something that, you know, you hear it and it moves your heart. And if not, that's cool, too. I'm still thankful that you got to this point and you listened to me. Mwah. And, uh, yeah. Have a great holiday season. Bye. Just a quick little extra here. Uh, I think it's, I think it's pretty clear why I don't have as much men checking in as women at this point. I I just realized that I totally cried and got emotional here. Uh, and that's probably why I don't have a lot of dudes checking in. There's no crying in baseball, right? <laughs> so yeah, just thought I'd throw that out. I'm aware. And I'm grateful. Thanks, guys. And gals. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We We look look forward forward to hearing from from our our listeners. listeners.